It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. On today's Smart 7, inflation finally falls, veterans get a long overdue apology and lots more. It's Thursday the 20th of July, it's International Chess Day and happy birthday Sandra O. Oh. The Smart 7. It's news, but not for news. Thursday is by-election day with a triple shot of democracy on the menu and a reminder not to forget a suitable form of idea if you're heading out to vote. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak was blessed by the economy gods on the eve of the by-elections as he finally got some good news. For the first time since January, inflation was below the level expected by the markets, dropping by almost a full percentage point to 7.9%, a stat which left Chancellor Jeremy Hunt happy and cautiously optimistic. It's obviously welcome news that inflation has fallen. Uh, and it shows that if the government and the Bank of England are prepared to take difficult decisions, we can win the battle against inflation. 7.9%, still four times the Bank of England's target of 2%, so we may not be out of the woods yet in terms of interest rate rises, and Labour's shadow Chancellor Rachel Reeves is unimpressed. The numbers today have confirmed that food price inflation, probably the most important element of inflation for most people, is still going up by more than 17%. And with election fever in the air, Tory MP Bob Seeley picked his moment to mount a defence of the kamikaze, Liz and Quasi autumn budget. The autumn budget, as the Bank of England and the director of the Bank of England said, has absolutely no uh, effect at the moment on inflation or mortgage rates. So that had a short-term blip, uh, and that's well passed. Prime Minister's question time on Wednesday saw the big boys, well, well, the two leaders anyway, back in the Commons for a good old-fashioned pre-election sparring match. Labour leader Sakir Starmer had Tory economics on his mind following Rishi's announcements about the new NHS workforce plan and his pay offers to striking workers at a time that the UK's national debt has reached 100% of GDP. Is his uncosted spending coming from more tax rises, more cuts... Or is it just the latest promise to fall from the Tories' magic money tree? Bringing that legendary maths teacher energy is famous for, PM Rishi Sunak was busy poking holes in Labour's own tax plans, which include abolishing non-DOM tax status, so beloved of Mrs Sunak, in a bid to raise an extra £3.2 billion a year. Everybody knows that I'm a fan of doing maths to 18, but the honourable gentleman makes a very strong case for doing maths all the way to 61, quite frankly. Wednesday marked an historic day for the LGBTQ plus community with the publication of a long-awaited independent review into the treatment of gay military personnel up to the year 2000. The report revealed shocking evidence of overt homophobia, bullying and sexual abuse at a time when gay people were officially banned from serving. Lord Etherton, who wrote the report, recommended a full apology be made in the House of Commons and Prime Minister Rishi Sunak did so once it was published. The ban on LGBT people serving in our military until the year 2000 was an appalling failure of the British state. As today's report makes clear, in that period many endured the most horrific sexual abuse and violence, homophobic bullying and harassment, 
all while bravely serving this country. The review interviewed LGBT veterans and described what it called appalling consequences for their mental health and well-being and recommended financial compensation for those affected. Defence Secretary Ben Wallace, who served in the armed forces at the time of the ban, also offered his sincere apologies. I cannot imagine what it must have been like to join the armed forces, buoyed up by the great spirit of service, and only to discover to your horror that many believe you didn't fit. I cannot imagine what it must have felt like to have been hounded out of a job you loved simply on account of your sexuality. Donald Trump really doesn't get much good news on the legal front these days. He's just had a judge in New York dismiss his claims in the E. Jean Carroll case, effectively ruling that he did in fact rape the former journalist. Now, he's also received a target letter from special counsel Jack Smith over the events surrounding the January the 6th insurrection, which indicates he may be shortly indicted in that case too. It comes as the Attorney General in the state of Michigan has pressed charges against 16 Trump supporters who conspired to create fake electors to help overturn Joe Biden's election victory. Donna Nessel says they could face decades in jail. Undoubtedly, there will be those who claim these charges are political in nature. But where there is overwhelming evidence of guilt in respect to multiple crimes, the most political act I could engage in as a prosecutor would be to take no action at all. Still to come on the Smart 7, the Women's World Cup kicks off and things get a bit successional on the picket line. Right after this. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome back. Thursday sees the Women's World Cup officially kick off. It's hosted by Australia and New Zealand jointly, and the first two games feature the host nations, with New Zealand taking on Norway and Australia facing the Republic of Ireland, who've qualified for the first time. Police in Auckland say the opening game should go ahead, despite a deadly shooting that saw two killed and six injured in an incident that ended with the gunman also dead. England's Lionesses face Haiti on Saturday in a group that includes China and Denmark, and their second favourites to win the tournament overall. Lucy Bronze says the tournament's important not just for football but for the women's game overall. I think it's us trying to drive change in women's football. People maybe focus on the numbers but we're focused on the principle of how we can grow the game and, and what we can do to to keep pushing ourselves, our own standards. It's about pushing every single angle that we can to make sure that women's football can you know, smash through that ceiling that we're constantly getting put under. We're a week into the actors' strike after the SAG after a union joined their writing comrades on the picket lines. There have been a host of famous names waving placards, including Mark Ruffalo, Kevin Bacon, Rosario Dawson and more. Two of the succession cast also turned up as Connor and Willett, sorry, I mean Alan Ruck and Justine Loop, were given conhead vibes as they spoke to the media. It's just corporate, uh, corporatocracy. They're like, more work for less pay, right? There's... People that used to be character actors or people that could come on for a few episodes a year and make a decent living now can't make enough money to just get basic health care.
He's the world's most famous Belgian detective and he seems to have been played by an endless number of British actors. Now he's back as Hercule Poirot and his extraordinary moustache returned for another outing with Hercule played by Kenneth Branagh alongside a pretty stellar crew including Tina Fey, Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Dornan. Stand by for some awkward accent work. A Haunting in Venice hits cinemas on September the 15th. Somebody is dead. No one shall leave this place until I know who did it. A ghost killed her. There must be a rational answer for all of this. Just admit that you are up against something bigger than you. No! You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, we'll give you the world.